Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode. I am Michelle Dickey, your host for the CHA Truth Seeker podcast, streaming on the YouTube channel at Narcissism and Cognitive Dissonance. All right, you all. So let's let the notification go on out, and you know how we roll with the setup that we got going on, right? Yes, there you go. But we want to go ahead and get on here. And in order to cover Matthew 24, 9 uh, in more detail, I will going to cover several verses. All right. So, yes, I'll be updating the title whenever I can get, you know, whenever it gets processed and I get the uh, podcast video description down below and all that later on. So I wanted to go ahead and, and, and break this down for you all because I did the Matthew 24, verse 7 study live stream quite some time ago and i want to go ahead and, and cover uh that because here's the thing is that you know what jesus is talking about there all right remember parables all right they're physical stories with spiritual meaning okay and so we got to always remember that very very important and so because you know look god is strategic we say that a lot for a reason right so when we say truth seekers, yeah, we're seeking God's spiritual truth. Absolutely, 100%. Because that's what it's all about, you know, and God's reality in the spiritual awakening is, is understanding more about the spiritual battle for the mind and what's going on all around us and that narcissistic abusers really are just the catalyst to our awakening. You are going to hear me speak about that a bit more also. Uh, elsewhere and uh, here on the YouTube channel and in regular videos and things like that. You're going to hear me mention that. I want that to sink in because a lot of a lot of survivors, trauma survivors wonder, okay, then so they are on this planet dishing out all of that abuse that God is telling us about in scripture and they're dishing it out. And so what what other purpose do they serve? Well, that's it. A catalyst to our spiritual awakening. Right, that's it. Bottom line, and then they just sit there as, um, yeah, as as a fellow warrior put it, yeah, really nicely. All right, the spiritual truth, and because we come to understand more about you know how things are unfolding out there on the world stage, and that these narcissistic abusers really are nothing but extras. Mm-hmm. Yep, extras in the show. All right, that's it. That's all they are. Right, so let's get into it, shall we? All right, I want to, I'm going to start with Matthew 24-7, and we're going to go all the way to verse 10, because that's to help illustrate, okay? And I'm going to explain the spiritual truth again in detail, okay, the, what, what Jesus is telling us about. Because he's telling us about our awakening, all right? And, and what happened as, you know, verse, uh, verse 9 basically refers to the fact that the old version of who we were that's what gets killed, okay? It's the old version, all right? There you go, the old version. And we now know that narcissistic abusers, the reason they hold on to the old version of who we used to be is, first of all, in their sick, twisted mind, they think it's a victory. And then second of all, they don't want to accept the new creation that we are becoming spiritual warriors for Christ, chosen one, that's right, all right? They don't want to accept. It's like the enemy knows he can't stop God, but he doesn't want to accept it, all right? There you go. Um, okay, verse 7, Matthew 24, verse 7. All right, 
For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines, and pestilences, and earthquakes in divers places. That's the beginning of the spiritual awakening. All that turbulence as God has taken us up on that rainbow to get us to the other side. Okay, He's describing the that that moment of oh my gosh, you know this is what we're dealing with. And then for some who experience the dark night of the soul and things like that, and that you know you just have that. Uh, we have a fellow warrior who, who shared her testimony. It's on the survivor's testimonies page of the website for anyone who has not checked that out yet. I highly encourage y'all to do so. That's not for bragging rights or anything like that, but that's to help you all. No, you're not alone. And to let you know, you know, how this ministry you know, is helping everybody it, it possibly can. All trauma survivors from narcissistic abuse, okay, to help you. Okay, and so that's what verse seven is describing. It's the that beginning of the spiritual awakening. Okay, how the yep God turning it all back around into the upright position. That feeling of the rug being pulled out from under us. Okay, verse eight, and these are the beginning of sorrows because we got to go. Yep, we're going to go through that grieving process, post narcissistic abuse during the spiritual awakening. We got we're going to go through that grieving process because we realized that. Everything that that narcissistic abuser tried to, you know, tell us about them and 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 show us and how they mirrored us and we gotta we go through all of that. We gotta go through the grieving process and then once we start to see it in family members, we go through another season of grieving because of the simple fact that, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, seeing the same patterns in others and coworkers and others, and then you're out there in public, and you start to spot these things, and so it's going to be the beginning of sorrows, because it's going to hurt, right, because our entire lives, we were groomed and conditioned to tolerate that abuse, and so Jesus is telling us about all of that, okay, that's what he means by that, right, did you see what I'm talking about here, okay, verse 9, then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Because they can see our anointing, right? So the narcissistic abusers are a catalyst to our awakening, right? And they are working in tandem, okay, by dishing out all that abuse, which eventually kills the old version of ourselves, okay? It kills the old version of who we used to be, okay? That's it. That's what it really means. That's what you're tell you telling us that, okay? And so now we start to see more about the, you know, what the evil eye is. That's the Jezebel. Never forget that. And then we also, um, yes. Hello, Daniel. Welcome. Yes. Welcome to the podcast episode where we're diving deeper into Matthew 24, 7 through 10. Okay, to help everybody get a better understanding of what Jesus is talking about. Okay. So he talks about, and they shall kill you. That means they're killing the old version of who we used to be. Because we stop wearing our hearts on our sleeves. We stop turning over holy things to dogs. We stop casting pearls before swine. We're not giving them our empathy anymore because that's what gives them the illusion of power and control over our emotions, which in turn gives them an illusion of control and power over us. Okay, so, and then of course, we are going to be, like another fellow warrior pointed out, we become public enemy number one. But the thing is, we were already an enemy to them, anyhow, in their own eyes from the get-go. We just didn't know that yet. 
you see, until God awakened us. We get start going through that awakening. Uh, in verse 10, and then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. That is right there goes along with what we talked about before, where God's master plan is one to get his chosen ones out, okay, of that narcissistic matrix, okay, get us out of it. We can see all of this, right? And then we start to notice that these narcissistic abusers, they are offended by our presence, okay? And then they will betray each other, right? Because they've already betrayed us, and we're moving on from that, right? Vengeance belongs to the Lord. So we're chosen ones moving on, right? Spiritual warriors for Christ, we're moving on. But we're not dismissing what God is revealing to us anymore, okay? And they shall hate one another. And many of us have heard the narcissistic abusers admit that they hate people. Oh, yeah. There's some of them that will just come out and say it. They will. We got to be paying attention. Catch that stuff. Okay. So there is your food for thought as what Jesus is talking about. He's referring to all these things spiritual in this parable here. But that verse 10 right there, we are witnessing this. Right? And I'm going to share with you all a good example that within the family, Oh, yeah, they're, the narcs that are in the family, oh, betraying, they are betraying each other big time as we speak. All right? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, the, the passing away of one family member and then the sibling of that one coming in. And, oh, yeah, oh, that's gross. I know, but that's what's going on. Okay? And, the, and their uh, siblings are in competition for, you know, it's kind of funny because uh, when that one uh, was, uh, you know, perishing and they were all just lurking about like vultures i kid you not y'all when you see this stuff you can't unsee it you see the spiritual and it was just like the most eerie thing and i remember noticing it years ago i just was too young to, to and i didn't know what it was i couldn't articulate it i saw it and i didn't forget it but god had to show it to me again because now that we see in the spiritual Right. Oh, yeah. I see the skeletons on them, y'all. Seriously. So for those of you who can do the same, you're not alone. Right? I can see the skeletons on them. Absolutely. But they do. They, they hate one another. Right? They hate chosen ones anyway. We know that. Okay. So that is the gist of it right there. But don't let that verse number nine, Matthew 24, verse nine, don't let it trip you up and don't be taking it literal. Okay. Because what it, again, he, Jesus is telling us that that is also part, it has, that pairs with uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17 as well, because, you know, we are becoming a new creature, right? right? So the old version of us has to die in order to become a new creature. Old things are passed away. So that has to happen, right? So pretty much God is telling us that we had to go through these things in order for us to be raised a spiritual body. Because once we're raised that spiritual body, okay, then we start getting closer to God, building that close and personal relationship, okay? But that verse 9 is not to be taken literally, okay? Because Jesus, you know, he already defeated the enemy for us, right? All right, there we go. So don't take that literally, 
you know, because <laughs> I had a fellow warrior who said, sent that to me and she said, oh, wow, Matthew 24, verse 9, that sounds like fun. And I know it's being, you know, kind of funny. That's the alchemist humor. And so when I went to it, I was like, oh, okay, I, I'm going to cover this. I'm going to cover this for everybody so that y'all don't get tripped up into thinking that Jesus is talking in the literal sense. He's not. It's a parable. Because the spiritual meaning is that, yeah, our old self, who we used to be before God awakened us, who we used to be, it, that's got to die. It has to go, okay? Because we can no longer, that's right, we can no longer walk in the counsel of the ungodly. And in order to be able to discern, okay, to be able to recognize who the ungodly are, aka the narcs, okay, being able to identify them. We have to do that. And we can only do that when God removes the worldview blinders, puts his blinders on. We are now walking in spirit. So we are now seeing, yeah, we are starting to see in the spiritual, seeing the spiritual, just like Jesus did. Okay. And so going forward, it's just going to become more noticeable because you're getting that heightened awareness. And so I want everybody to keep that in mind that. It's not to be scared of. No, this is not to scare nobody, okay? Because remember, fear is false evidence appearing real. There is no, it doesn't exist, all right? It doesn't. It's just, it's all, it's all the appearance of stuff. Remember, the devil is all about appearances, just like his flying monkey narcissistic abusers, okay? And, you know, like always, you all, I'm going to get to your chat you towards the last you know five to ten minutes okay that's how we do things that way i keep the message rolling and we'll get to uh your questions things like that so hang tight all right during the last like, five to ten minutes we try to keep we try to keep these things around 30 minutes okay we try sometimes it goes longer it just depends you know what i'm saying because you know we like to get involved you know uh interact with one another as well and to share you know, what we've learned with one another. That's what it's all about. Iron sharpening iron. See, chosen one, fellow spiritual warriors for Christ. That's what we're doing in this community as we continue to build and we're helping one another. You know, like sharing our revelation and things like that. That's what God needs us to do because God does not want us to forget what we've learned because of a new circumstance going forward. That's what God has tripped up in many ways previously. All right, you all, seriously, before God awakened us, that's what tripped us up because we kept forgetting what we learned. And so we ended up going through, mm-hmm, yep, ended up going through similar circumstances with similar stuff over and over again until we finally learned that lesson. And then it's like God says, finally, my child. <laughs> you know, I can just imagine, like, finally, my child. Okay, it's, it just takes a while to get all of this stuff. And God knows that. Right? But Jesus is not talking in the literal. Okay, remember those uh, again for those who missed it in the beginning, the parables. Okay, parables, those are physical stories with the spiritual meaning. So that's why we're here bringing y'all. I'm not the only one doing it, but bringing you all the spiritual uh, meaning and truths behind what is being said, what Jesus is telling us, and how God is telling us about ourselves. And, and he's talking about our lives. Oh, yeah, in many ways throughout scripture. Oh, gosh, yeah, the more immersed we are in God's word, the more we start to see it. And we're like, oh, wow, yeah, he's telling us exactly what we went through, what we're going to go through, <laughs> okay? And that's what Jesus is uh, referring to there. 
all the stuff that happened as God has been preparing us our entire lives for the spiritual awakening. Remember, God knew exactly when he was going to awaken us. Never forget that. So he had things in place, right? God had the things that were sent across our paths and other people and things like that, all in preparation. And it's all in perfect timing. God's timing is perfect because he knows. Okay, he said, you know, he's the Alpha and the Omega, right? So he knew when he planned it out. He said, at this particular age, I'm waking up this chosen one. At a particular time, I'm waking this chosen one up. And then he also had it planned where many of us were awakened at the same time. It's always in, you know, in God's hand, but he already knew. So he had preparing us. So for those who don't know this, many of us were in the spiritual awakening before we realized that's what we were in. And so he, uh, God revealed it to me that I was actually 36 when I entered the spiritual awakening. And so I had been in it for a couple of years before that, yeah, that, that, that one trumpet call, that final wake-up call, okay, where I realized this is the real spiritual battle between good and evil, right? And I was 38 at that time, right? So I've been... Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So at age 36, that was nine years ago that I entered the spiritual awakening. Just so you all know, that's to help you put it in perspective. We are in May of 2023. All right. So that everybody knows the timestamp when you come across this episode later on. Okay. That you'll get a better idea because I say this often, the spiritual awakening is ongoing. Right? It's not an overnight thing. It's not a, it's not a one time and you're done because now God's got to do what? Yeah. Right? He's going to reveal all that we missed. Okay. Yes. All that we missed while he was preparing us in those first two realities for the spiritual awakening. Okay. Because he had to do all of that. And now he continues to, as we are being created a new creature in Christ. Okay. Yes, he continues to prepare in many other ways, getting things to position. Remember, God is always planning, preparing, producing, positioning, and promoting. Okay? There's five Ps. Remember, God is the author of those five Ps. Never forget that. Very important because even we start to learn how all of that works when we get into our purpose. Okay? So once that happens, we get into our purpose and we start utilizing you know, the ways that God does it, you know, uh-huh, yeah, we start to learn how God works, that's another part of the spiritual awakening process, as we are truth-seeking, okay, that's getting the spiritual truth, we want to know, okay, what else did we miss, <laughs> what else did we miss while we were, uh, like, under that cloud of cognitive dissonance, part-time, okay, remember, chosen ones, we were never fully asleep, Okay, we caught the weird stuff. We just didn't know what it was. We you know, couldn't make sense of it. And so like most everybody else, we turned, we didn't really turn a blind eye, but we dismissed it. Uh, we would make excuses for it because of that cognitive dissonance. That's what that does. That confusion causes people to do that, to make excuses for bad behavior and all of that. Okay, so we want to remember that we no longer do that when we're in God's reality. Okay, we no longer do that. And so we hang on, we hang in there, all right? So it is time to go ahead and take a look at the chat and our fellow warrior, okay? 
You okay? You just left the narc. She was living a well. Of course, all narc live double lives. Absolutely. And uh huh. And won't put him on Facebook. Oh, okay. Well, a lot of times because narcissistic abusers, fellow warrior, narcissistic abusers, they will hide that new supply they've had for some time before they discard us, okay, or try to discard us. Remember, chosen ones, we're the ones that ultimately do the discard by going no contact, okay? Just remember that, all right? And so that that's why, all right, she won't put her new supply on Facebook to keep the supply in hiding. You're not alone, okay, because I'm watching that play out, okay, in my world as well with one who's trying trying to be sneaky, <laughs> and I'm just laughing because I'm like, really? Because see, that's what I'm saying, y'all, that once we catch on to their shenanigans or tactics, if you will, yeah, they will do that, all right? They will try to keep their new supply on the down low or think they can, okay, and, and think that they're being sneaky because remember, okay, remember that narcissistic abusers, they're thrill seekers, right? They got to feed that adrenaline addiction. So you're going to hear me talk a lot more about this going forward as well, that they do, they get a thrill out of cheating. Okay. Because that feeds their adrenaline addiction, you know, going around being sneaky makes them, it, it does, it feeds their ego. It makes them think that they are, yeah, it makes them think that they are superior or that they are smarter or what have you. But we're like, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, huh, uh. Yeah, you know, and so it's like I've said before about the ex psycho roommate and his pretend mistress. They thought they were being sneaky. I was like, what are y'all really trying to, <laughs> whatever. Oh, that's the funniest thing in my world. Okay, y'all, I was not romantically involved with him. That's why it's funny. All right, but, and then the other, this, the current one that's going on is funny also because I'm not, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Oh boy, I tell you, that's why we do. We learn to laugh at some of the comical stuff because they do like to relive. Okay, they like to relive their uh, circumstances because they live in the past, but also because they they need to feed that adrenaline addiction, and they cannot. Yes, they have a fear of being physically alone. Oh, don't get tricked when one of the narcs tried to tell you they're not afraid of being physically alone because they most certainly are because that's the big thing we also learn is that they mean the opposite of what they say. And so that's another thing that Jesus teaches us about in scripture through parables is how we've got to learn to automatically go, okay, when they say something, automatically know that they mean the opposite. So like when the narc says they love you, they're really telling you that they hate you. And they fear you. Remember, the opposite of love is fear. And so when they tell you, when they try to tell us that they love us, we automatically know that they fear us and then they also hate us because they don't truly love. If they actually truly loved us, they would not dish out that abuse. It's that simple. So I just wanted to get on here and break that down for everybody, okay, as far as uh, what Jesus is talking about in that parable, okay, and and more, of course, you know, all about helping you all connect those dots, okay, and get to the bottom of what's going on in the spiritual battle for the mind, right, because we got to understand those spiritual truths in order to be able to see things more clearly, 
right? Get that clarity, that heightened awareness that God needs us to have. Not walking on eggshells, absolutely not. It's completely different, y'all. You're not walking on eggshells. We're not living in fear. We know we have. No, we know again that that's false evidence appearing real. It doesn't exist. We're just not even paying. No, we're not paying no attention to that. Uh, all the fear-mongering messages that really are, after all, the same old, same old, over and over again. Just like I say often, how the enemy will use what used to work in the past, okay? That's all he's got, head game. That's it. That's all he's got is head game. And so we learn that we don't let the enemy get in there. We don't let the enemy trick us, okay? But we can literally see them living in fear you can in the spiritual we can actually see it we sense it also oh yeah we can sense it all right because chosen one that's your spiritual gift is being able to sense and you know it's not coming from within you you see the godhead within it doesn't have none of that okay and the enemy knows this this is why the enemy wants to keep trying to see if he can't trip us up all right but he listen true blue chosen one god is not gonna allow y'all to go back to sleep it ain't going to happen, right? Chosen ones are resilient. We are going to persevere. Remember, okay? Also, what God tells us in 2 Timothy 2, 3, okay? What we're being told is to, you know, endure, right? Let's cover that real quick, shall we? Because it's very, very true. And because we are soldiers, okay? We are soldiers for, that's right. Yeah, so soldiers for God. And so I'm going to pull that up real quick so you all can have that to also meditate on. Yeah, it's very important to understand that. All right, because that, and not only that, you all, spiritual warriors for Christ was inspired by this very verse. Okay, 2 Timothy 2, 3. Thou, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ spiritual warriors for Christ. Now y'all know the origin of that. Everything we do at Consulting for Heightened Awareness, okay, at CHA, yeah, it's God-inspired, inspired by the Godhead, okay, everything. We are Holy Spirit-led, 100%. We don't listen to what the outside world says. We don't care what they think. All that matters is what God thinks, and if it's pleasing God, that's it. Because we know when we can sense it. Remember, with the Holy Spirit, when we have completed something, okay? And, and I'll share with you all something to help you put it in perspective. Okay, when I create a post to put up on one of the social media sites, I pick out the, the uh, background photo. Thank you to a fellow warrior who, who um, uh, basically uh, pledges photos to the ministry. Okay, that's that's where a lot of those photos. Now, some of them came from uh, already in Canva, but a lot of them come from our fellow warriors. So we thank you for the beautiful picture because it really helps to keep us uh, more authentic and original as well. So I'll pick whatever picture for the post, and then whatever scripture or whatever saying, you know, and then I design it, and I'll step back, and I'm like, all right, Heavenly Father, and I get that sense, and He's like, it is good. You just sense it. You just feel it. And so you know that God is well pleased. And then we go ahead and produce, put it in position, and then let it promote itself. Okay, there you go. Five P's again in action. Never forget, we're always doing that every single day. Because all we got to be doing is just pleasing God. 
It don't matter if they out there don't like it. Who cares? You and the Godhead co-created whatever that was just the way that God intended for it to be created. You see? That beautiful piece of work that you and the Godhead created together. How beautiful is that? Absolutely 100% beautiful. Mm. Gotta love it, right? There you go. Glory be to God. All right. As always, if you all have any uh, questions, things like that, and you catch this on the replay, and you can drop those in the comments, and I will get to those as soon as possible. I am Michelle Dickey, your host for CHA's Truth Seeker Podcast, streaming on the YouTube channel, Narcissism and Cognitive Dissonance. Sending love and light to all fellow warriors. Thank you for watching, listening, and for your support. Till next time, let's show some gratitude to the Heavenly Father. And you keep being you. In Jesus' name, amen.